Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis. This is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be speaking with one of North America's most recognizable business leaders and media personalities, Robert Hershevik. You know Robert is a business mentor and investor on ABC's Emmy Award-winning show, Shark Tank. A dynamic entrepreneur in his own right, Robert is the founder of Hershevik Group, a cybersecurity company which has become one of North America's fastest-growing technology companies. We're going to find out how Robert has been coping personally and professionally during this pandemic and what advice he has for small business owners who are trying to survive in this very difficult climate. Okay, let's talk with Robert Hershevik. Hello, Robert. It's been a while. Hi, Marilyn. Nice to see you again in these challenging times. I know. How come your picture is so clear and mine is pixelated a little bit? How come, Robert Hershevik? What well, it? It's a funny story. I actually live in this neighborhood outside of L.A. One of my neighbors is Kanye West, and he actually <laughs> had fiber duct to his house because he has a full recording studio in his house. So I got the phone company to allow me to basically splice into his connection. So thank you, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Thank you for letting us talk to Robert and get a clear picture at the same time. Well, you look great. Uh, you don't look like you're uh, uh, running around with two uh, twin uh, kids that are two years old. You know, uh, you look pretty it's, good. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, I, what I've encouraged everybody during this time is to find the silver lining. I think yeah. we all get into a habit. It's so easy to complain. And I've really tried to resist complaining. And so for me, one of the greatest benefits has been being able to spend time with them. It's it's wonderful. Like, when would I get to spend this much time with the twins? And they just turned two a month ago. And our neighbors threw a little party for them, like a drive-by parade. It was, I was like crying. Aww. I was bawling. It was so sweet. Aww. Yeah. Uh, and Hudson and Haven are their names, correct? Do I have the name? Hudson and Haven. Yes. Yeah. And how's, how's Kim doing? Lovely Kim's doing great. I mean, she's a superhero, you know, to your point, I get to go away to my office and work every day because our business is actually growing, knock on wood, thank goodness. Um, but she's spending a lot of time with them. And I think that's really hard for all moms out there, but especially mm -hmm. hard for moms that have to take care of their kids. And can you imagine homeschooling? For so many no. parents out there, no kudos to them. Kudos yeah. to them. Would you? What would I always say to people? If you were homeschooling, which I know Kim is, would you? Would you be the math teacher? Like, if you have to pick the one that you're good at, what would you do? Would you do the business course for the for the two year olds? Come over here, kids. We're gonna play with life. Oh. Teach them about business. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the gym teacher. I would be the gym teacher yeah. if I was homeschooling. <laughs> How about that? That is not the answer that I expected. Yeah. So you've been doing well. I mean, I know you're based in Los Angeles right now. I know there's a lot of changes uh, with every state and every province opening up and doing their due diligence and hopefully tiptoeing into uh, what we think is, well, it's just going to be different. That's for sure. But we're, you've been focusing on helping small business owners. How, how have they reached out to you? What is happening on that front? You know, when all of this first happened, I was like many people, and I hate to admit it, I kind of, uh, the term I use is I chertled. There was so much bad news, I kind of almost regressed into myself. But then I really looked at that and I said, I have to find some light 
because that's just my nature. I can't let the negativity overwhelm me. And I think for most people, if you let the negativity overwhelm you, it stops you from action and you've got to move forward. And so I started doing little Instagram lives. I interviewed a bunch of people. We interviewed Chris Jenner to talk about helping small businesses move online because as you know, they've been selling online for years. We interviewed Danny Reese from Canada Goose and so on. So we've been just trying to help people, give them some guidance because nobody in history, including me, has ever lived through something like this. So there is no perfect answer. And everybody has a different answer on how they think the small business should get up and move forward, I would guess. Yes. And what's confusing is the answer that works for a restaurant may be different than one that works for a retail business. And so I think you've got to take all that advice, but then apply it to your particular business. And that's what we've really been encouraging people is to be brutally honest with themselves and understand their situation, especially their financial situation. You know, I think a lot of people had false hope or they think if I'm too realistic, I'm being negative, but realism is not negativity. So we have a bunch of tips. We've really encouraged people to live by. And the first one is you've got to really know your finances. If things are bad, accept the fact that they're bad. But the first thing we encourage people to do is understand how much cash flow they have, because that tells you how long you can survive. Right. And, and, and you have to tell yourself the truth. I remember the first time I met you, it's like, know your numbers. You may not be happy with those numbers. And then you'll be able to, at least you have a foundation. Because I don't think people know their numbers and they kind of float things around. And that is, which leads to false hope. Correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. You're 100% correct. And, you know, it's okay to lie about how tall you are. And it's okay to lie about how thin you are. And it's okay to lie about all kinds of things. But in business, lying to yourself about your numbers is the sure path to uh, going away. Well, the second thing is know your pivot points. I, I don't know what that means. So explain that one. Yeah. So, you know, the, the most interesting thing about this time is how quickly business is moving. Like before COVID, I thought I was very comfortable about things moving quickly in business. This is a whole nother level. And by know your pivot, what I mean is today, what happens in a week used to take a month. And what happens in a month used to take a year. During this time, there are going to be times you have to change your strategy. You can't have one strategy to survive the last three months and the next six. Every week, you've got to know, have things change? Do I need to pivot and go in a different direction? Adaptability is really the key. And you've got a family business that's been doing it for 25, 30 years, and you got to talk to your mom and dad who started that business. You have to have that conversation. It's so hard. What I think people don't realize is how emotionally invested people are in their businesses. You know, to your point, these are family-owned businesses. And I have friends who uh, have, have never started a business, aren't in business, and they say to me, well... Is it really that bad? They can just shut down and start again. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like this, this is who people are. Most small businesses are the pride and purpose 
for those owners and those entrepreneurs. And going away or being at risk is really, really difficult for people emotionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Know your team. It could be your family, but it could be the, the team that you have that you assembled at the get-go. This is not the time for false loyalty or bravado. And, you know, when all of this first happened, we said, don't feel pressure to do the things that other people are telling you. You've got to know your business. If that means you have to furlough some people to keep other people, then that's what you have to do. You've got to know what your team looks like and what works in your culture. You know, we had some small businesses that said, I don't want to let anybody off, but we're going to put in a 10% pay cut for everybody that's here. That's great. In that culture, that works. In other businesses, if you have 20 employees and you need to furlough three of them to keep the other 17, that works. So you've got to know what works for your team. And most importantly, the team you have today may not be the team you need coming out of this. Business is completely changing. Things have all moved online. There's different ways to market. There's different ways to sell. So you've got to know whether the team you have today is the team you're going to need tomorrow. You know, you can have, I remember talking to a friend of mine who's an architect and he's got a great team. And then the pandemic and the lockdown happened. And he said, there's a great artist. He was great with what the house was going to look like. And, but when it went to, to transfer over to online and being adaptable to that, it wasn't. And unfortunately, that person had to be let go for finance right. reasons. But that was the person that could not be the part of that team at this time. And it's really interesting to know that you're saying during this lockdown, this is the team right now, but this may not be the team to take you forward. It's not just financially based, is it? It's not. That's, a, that's such a great point, Marilyn. You know, I think we all watched this incredible series around uh, Michael Jordan and the basketball team. And, you know, business mm. is like running a sports team. The team you have to play this season may not be the same team that you need for next season. It depends on all the variables, the competition, what's going on in the economy, who's sick, what you need, and so on. And so it's a very fluid. And I think what's hard is people like certainty. And nobody wants yeah. to be a jerk. You know, you like the people on your team. Otherwise, you wouldn't work with them. And you want things to be the way they are. And things like the pandemic force change upon us. And no one is comfortable with that. I'm not. You're not. We like change to be good. And we like it to mm -hmm. be slow. And we like it to be rosy and unicorns. Mm -hmm. COVID has not been rosy unicorns. It's been very tough on people. The next thing I want to ask you with your five tips is ask yourself, how are you going to sell in the future? <clears throat> now, how, how, how would you know that? How would you know that at this time? How would you even begin to do the thought process of getting to that point? So it's a great point because we don't know what the future is going to look like, but what we thought was the future pre-COVID, we're living right now. So we have enough information to know what the new future is right now and what it is it's online depending on your business everything has moved online people will not go to retail in the way they were before general department stores will not survive long term 
So some of the things that we used to think were going to happen aren't going to happen anymore. And I think you know that. And depending on the kind of business that you're in, you've got to adapt for those things. Customer engagement through email. Look how we're doing this interview. Pre-COVID, would you have ever booked me on the show with a video call? No. I would want to see you in person. Yeah. Yeah. And I would want to see you too. And I think some of those things come back because fundamentally we're social animals. And I think Mm -hmm. we're going to want to get together and that kind of stuff. But from a business perspective, you know, the old adage was, I'm trying to sell you something. I got to hop on a plane and go see you. That doesn't work anymore. You can do it through video. But it's amazing to me how many people know it's being done through video. And I call them and their background's awful. Their lighting's awful. They're like, it's people need to adapt quickly because some of the things we know we need to do are pretty apparent today. Well, and when we started doing this, I don't know how many weeks ago, everybody was, you know, buying the ring light. Boy, I wish I would have invested in ring lights, Robert. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> that would have been a oh way my to gosh. go. Yeah, because that ring was Ring lights or Zoom. Right. And oh, I just was going to say, too, that when we were starting off on doing this, everybody across the board, with the exception of those that were doing Instagram stories, were well-equipped with how to do it. Right. And uh, yeah. so, you know, my the team has been great going, it's okay, you know, tilt your phone or tilt your, you know, right. your light needs to go this way. And so we're, I don't want anyone to be nervous about that. Another point that you have about uh, for small businesses and trying to get, navigate through this new normal is, I love this, engage your existing customers. You have to do that. Hello, we're still You here. have to do that. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, again, when it all started, the natural reaction is we're afraid and we run. We, we, mm-hmm. we kind of hunker down. And I did the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to survive? What's going to happen? But then I realized for us to get out of this, it's our existing customers that are going to get us there. There's a great quote that I love, which is the purpose of starting a business is to create customers. When you have them, stay in front of them. And so I started emailing people, not to sell them in a cheesy kind of way or to, you know, the worst time to sell somebody something is when they're in trouble. It's the best time to help people. And so I just started emailing customers and saying, look, I want you to know that we're okay. If there's anything you need from us, let us know. I can't tell you how many people just appreciated me reaching out, saying hi, and it's really come back to us in spades because a lot of those customers now remember that. We Mm -hmm. remember our friends during the bad times. Everybody Mm -hmm. is your friend in the good times, but the ones that remember are the ones who were there for us in the bad times. The IKEA 2021 catalog is here. The 2021 catalog is bursting with tips and ideas. Consider it a super tool for any home finishing project, big or small. Packed with budget-friendly solutions, fresh looks, and new exciting products, every page includes inspiration to make homes cozier, smarter, more sustainable, and more beautiful. It's the ultimate handbook for a better everyday life at home. The IKEA 2021 catalog is available to view online at ikea.ca slash catalog and for pickup in IKEA locations across Canada. So my next question was, how is your own cybersecurity business been affected by this? Because that's the human touch uh, through, through, you know, through the waves. So I, I like to hear that story. I'm so glad that uh, people have responded to that. Well, when it all first happened, I broke my 
you know, I had a really hard time on this because I love my business. And, you know, I've been in business for a long time. And there was a period of time where I literally couldn't sleep because I thought my life's work could possibly go away. Nobody knew what was going to happen. But I realized I have to snap out of that and control myself. So I had the emotional side, which is the world is ending. It's really bad. And the logical side that the Internet is going to grow. What I do is going to be required. Interesting stat for you. When the lockdowns first happened, internet traffic grew by 30% in five days. That was the greatest amount of growth in human history. In human history, meaning the internet in five days grew more than the last 10 years. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we've been very fortunate that what we do is essential to a lot of people because not only has the internet grown, but bad people have grown and hacking has grown and all that kind of stuff that we help people with has also grown. So that's what everyone should know. If they don't know it by now, I see the Emmy behind you. You know, this is, this is so great to talk to somebody who really started his own business, saw a need, filled the need. And now you're helping so many other people, not only online, but on television. So, Getting back to the start of your business, was passion behind that? Absolutely. You know, when people come on Shark Tank, they talk to a, they say, you should invest in this because I'm passionate about what I do. And the sharks are like, you got to be kidding me. Why would I not, why would you not be passionate about it? Starting a business is so hard that you cannot fake your way through it. You cannot fake passion. If you don't love what you do every single day, you know what you're going to do? Eventually, you're going to come across somebody like me who lives and breathes what I do 24 hours a day, and I'm going to crush you because the people that are deeply passionate about what they do become experts and provide immense value. You got to love what you do. I mean, look at you. Look how long you've been doing this. If you didn't love it, You could have done a lot of other different things. You love people and people love to watch Mm -hmm. your show because it's so real and it's transparent. You're not faking the show. Your engagement with people is very real and that's why people love you. And that's, you can't do that without love. Well, you're very kind to say that. Um, I've always said to young broadcasters, you have to the hours, the whatever, the pressure, it's all going to be always there, no matter how long you do this. Now, I'm going to ask you another question before we help somebody out here. When do you turn it off or do you ever turn it off? Yeah, you're, that's, you're raising these, that, twins, these twins. You got a beautiful wife. Like, how does Robert Hershevik enjoy without thinking about this all the time? You know, that's the downside of living with me. I'm like this all the time. But it's funny you ask that. I was just speaking to a friend of mine who's having a really difficult time today uh, on the mental health side. And what I said to him is, you can't control the world and you can't control how others treat you. You've got to control your own emotions. And I think you've got to take the time to break away from things. You know, for me, I can run really hard for weeks at a time, but then I got to disconnect. And when I disconnect, I mean, I really disconnect. And I also love to work out. And I I don't, I do it because I'm probably vain and I want to look great and all that other stuff. But every day when I work out, 
It's a mini little vacation for me mentally. And everybody out there watching has something that brings them joy. Find the purpose and the joy away from what you do every day. When you stop down, how long do you stop down for? I need very little time to recharge. Like I, I take probably 45 minutes a day to work out and I come out of that session completely re-energized and ready to go. But that's all I need. Are you routine guy gets up at the same time every morning, goes to bed at the same time? Yes, that's people like me really struggle with COVID. Like my life is highly organized. I wake up at the same time every day. <laughs> I take the same route to the office every day. I go to the gym every day at the same time. And all of a sudden, COVID throws that entire routine into disarray. I had a very, very difficult time adjusting, as I think a lot of type A personality people did during this. Let's bring small business owner Lauren Bull into the conversation. Lauren is from Bowmanville, Ontario, and she needs some advice on how to move forward in this harsh economic climate. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Marilyn, I'm good. So you want to know about how, that she, how you can set up your business for recovery. That's your first question. Am I right about that? Yeah, just really trying to navigate this new normal. Like the last three months mm -hmm. has been, you know, updating my back end, my site, my shipping provider. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how do I set myself up for success in this, you know, new reality? Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to tell you is don't ever think somebody knows more than you. Somebody just has the benefit of different experience. You are the expert. So I, I, I always, you know, when I started, I didn't know anything. You don't know anything in some areas, but you know more in other areas. So always trust your gut because it's your business. You're the one that took the courage and had the faith to start it. You know, and I, and I think you should be really proud of that. So don't ever, yeah, don't ever put yourself down on that because you are an expert and you're doing something remarkable that 90% of the population just sits around and talks about. So good for you. Um, here's my advice in general. I love the aesthetics of your business. Paddle your own canoe. I love the fact that you have an RV there um, and how you've designed it. So first thing, be honest with your finances. How much money do you have and how long can you survive? Don't put mm -hmm. yourself in a position where something magical has to happen for you to keep going. So you got to scale back and make sure you have enough cash reserve. Second, don't worry about the back end. Don't worry about the back end, the shipping, any of that stuff. That stuff is not going to help you grow your business. It's going to help you make your business more efficient. But before you worry about efficiency, you know what you have to have? Business. How are you going to get more sales? And I think mm -hmm. the challenge you're, you're going to have is it's a very crowded market online. I don't know how big your presence online was before, but you've got to find a way to take your camper online. So what I would do mm -hmm. is I would try to associate with people that are in the camping business or canoes or something like that. People that want to sell online always think they need 
social media influencers or to pay people. You know, there's somebody out there right now that makes paddles and they may have only 10,000 followers Instagram, but that's 10,000 followers more than you do. Why not do something yep. with them? There's an RV supplier out there that would love your kind of branding and maybe they get a free t-shirt or something. So widen mm -hmm. your reach through other people that are in similar businesses but aren't competitive to you. And my final piece is mm -hmm. the world is going to come back. I see your business and I think pop-up stores. I mean, Marilyn, mm -hmm. could you not see her business up in Muskoka, in Port Carling, yes. next yes. to a hamburger store? That's mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. your business needs to go because I love the cost of it. I bet you you could start a store like yours with a camper for a couple of thousand bucks. You can buy an old camper. It doesn't even have to be able to be moved. You just move it and pay a temporary yeah. spot over the summer. You are a destination pop-up store for sure. That's my advice. What do you think about all that, Lauren? I was just going to say that's such interesting perspective I haven't heard before. <laughs> that, that's the challenge as a business owner. You wake up every day and you live in your business. And sometimes it's not that I know any more than you do. And, and it's not that I'm any smarter. It's just a different perspective. And that's Absolutely. what I really encourage business owners to do is step away. Sometimes the people you don't think can add value can. I mean, I know a little bit about business, so let me not underplay myself, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, Lauren, you wanted some advice too about planning for fall winter. Did you want to go forward with that? Are you still kind of marinating what he just said? Right now I'm working on sort of making designs that are, you know, across seasons in case there is a plateau in sales. But if you have on how conservative I should be with my spending or do I still keep going, you know, full tilt or do I, uh, mm. you know, pull back a little because of, you know, maybe something mm. going on that I'm not aware of, but yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's nerve wracking because I have so many yeah. ideas, mm. but it's yeah. like, what do I invest in? Yeah. Right. You have to be very conservative. You have to be very mm -hmm. conservative because every dollar you spend is a dollar you don't have. And right now in these times, your dollars should be spent on generating new customers or existing customers or sales as opposed to design. Greater design is not going to drive your business. Execution is going to drive your business. And the best case scenario is when all your stuff sells out and you have no more inventory. That would be goodness. I mean, you never want to run completely out of inventory, but you, I would be very conservative right now. I would be very careful about creating new designs around the hope of sales. Get some traction, see if it's working, and then pivot. You can always spend money on more inventory, on more designs, once you know the sales are coming. Just be careful. Lauren, good luck to you. I'm so glad that we were able to help you out today. Lauren, we wish you all the best. Where can people follow you, Lauren? I'm on Instagram. It's Canoe and Lake. And my website is canoeandlake.com. We wish you the very best. Thank you so much. And Robert Hershovic, where can people follow you? 
Gosh, I'm on every social media, uh, Instagram, Robert Herjavac and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And please watch us on CTV and on ABC for Shark Tank. Thank you so much. Good to see you, Robert. Have a great day. Be safe and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Marilyn. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.